I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Oh, we did it, Mama. We're back. My master plan. Eight months in the making. Returns to the podcast. Drives Jay off to Florida. Gives Lance AIDS. And now I'm back in the hosting seat. This is another edition of the Man Alice podcast. I am your host, Brad Tachuk. And uh, we, we got... We got Sean here. We got Wes here. Lance is gone. Old Sean is, uh, he's, you know, leading the, uh, the Antifa North Carolina chapter, <laughs> uh, you know, just fighting the good fight. Uh, but how are we doing this week, boys? Sean, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. I'm, uh, you're, you're on the road again. I'm, I'm on the road again. It's been a while. Uh, I'm also in the worst place in Canada <laughs> right now. So, just hunkered down, not going anywhere, and just doing what I got to do, and then uh, hopefully get back home, which is the second worst place in Canada, and and hunkering down there. But I'll still take this over over the alternative down south. But uh, yeah, it's you good. you will never be number one when it comes to the. To I know, the but this Corona, isn't even baby. fair. Like it's not even a fair comparison because of what's going on. It's like. Yeah, this is bad for people who give a shit about the rest of the people in our country, or most of them. <laughs> Remember when India tried to keep uh, creep up on you guys, Wes? No and chance. Like, no. Oh, don't try no. to fuck with us. No. I mean, Balasaro down in fucking Brazil is like burning down the, chopping down the rainforest and burning down the people, and they still can't catch us. I mean, <laughs> don't even try it, man. It, it's 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 bad down here. We. Uh, Kentucky just, uh, put back in, um, closing restaurants and shit for three weeks and, um, gyms, 33% capacity, just a bunch of shit. And just, of course, all the fucking mouth breathers are just out. All oh, you fucking tyrants, you know, and my freedoms and this and that's like, Jesus, man, like y'all, what is wrong with people that y'all have to go to an Applebee's for dinner? Like, can't y'all motherfuckers cook a piece of chicken at home? You know what I'm saying? Like, can't you pour a beer yourself at home? Like, I don't, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand it, man. You, you know, those are going to be the same people that are like, I ain't taking no fucking vaccine. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, of course. I mean, unless, and, and unless and dear leader went out there and said, take it then they they take it uh, it could be fucking rabbit piss in a vial and they would shoot it into their butts it, it's wild man yeah we're gonna have a real problem down here um with that vaccine and it ain't just like uh how they made mask political down here the vaccine is just we having a really bad anti-vax problem down here period like yes that shit like I, I say it over and over, like like Facebook is one of the worst things that's ever happened to mankind. Like that's no bullshit, yeah. and that shit is rampant on there, man. Like we've had so many like before COVID, like last year, 
I think up in like the northeast around Massachusetts, and all, they had a massive measles outbreak of fucking schools <laughs> yeah. and kids and shit because yeah. there was a big fucking Facebook following of anti-vax shit up there. And it's crazy, like one person that like started that got that shit spread so bad in in this country is fucking Jenny McCarthy. Like she just her small celebrity, she pretty much started a massive anti-vax movement in this country. Fucking crazy. It's freedom, baby. Shit. And freedom. now she's on some other show where they try and guess who's singing some shit. Oh, she's well, on there. Oh, TV shows ever, man. Oh, no. Well, now it's it's the mass singer. It's Can You Guess My Voice? And now they have the mass dancer coming out. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, I'd rather I'd rather watch two dogs fuck than, than watch some of this shit. And these old people can't get enough. Eat they, it up. NCIS that came on like they're 16 cent. That shit's doing 11 million old people still. It's the number one watch show in the entire country still. All sports is fucking down no matter how political each fucking sport is. Don't matter. Everything's down. Mark Mass Singer and NCIS is fucking banging. up. Banging. Banging, dude. <laughs> Speaking of anti-vaxxers. We've got some MMA to talk about. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Speaking of some flat earth, some flat earth QAnon fuckers. Let's talk MMA. Uh, man, I I don't know if there's any news because I don't pay attention to that shit. Uh, I I do know oh. that Mark Goddard is terrible at his job. Oh, uh, that, that's one thing that we can confirm. <laughs> the problem with Goddard though is like like most uh, every other MMA ref, he's terrible. But he thinks he's the best, and he thinks he does nothing wrong. That's that's Mark Goddard's main fucking problem. And he just it's will over. never admit that he's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Never could admit he fucked up. He was snoring, man. You could hear it. <laughs> I, I was that was bad, man. And I even had I had money on the other dude, and I was like, that's he was probably gonna get his ass whooped in the next round. But still, you that that's just a bad call. You just um the they did announce um. Uh, Max against fucking uh, yes. Calvin, dude. Jader. Like that is just no pants fighting right there, man. That's that's as good as it gets for me. That fight is gonna be just so fucking good. I don't care where Max is now in his career. That's gonna be like one of the most high level kickboxing matches you can watch in MMA. It's gonna be ridiculous. I'm just happy the Cater finally got a five round fight. Because I think his style is yep. suited for that, and it's kind of screwed him over in some high level or some important fights that he's had previously, and and he could do some big probably in, in five round fights. Probably already has a, a title shot if he had fought nothing but five round fights. Yeah, like yeah. he's he's right a there. he's a problem. That that guy's really fucking good. But Max also. I mean, there was a lot of people writing off Max, me included, uh, in that Volkanovski fight, and he, he looked fine. Might have won that fight. I, I actually, I actually thought like he looked way better than the first fight, and I, I thought he won. I mean, I was a little biased in that fight, but I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm still not completely sold on. It's more I'm not completely sold on Volkanovski that I think Max on the other side that Max is like losing it or something. Um, just not completely sold on, on Volkanovsky. Uh, you know, you know, a fight that I wish we could make as far as like universal matchmaking is, is Pitbull against Volkanovsky. Uh, I think that would be, ab- ab- Pitbull ab- sleeps him. 
That's why I want it made because <laughs> Pitbull sleeps that motherfucker and everybody thinks like Volkanovsky's like some great featherweight and shit. And I'm just like, and they, the going back how people shit on Bellator and all that, like Bellator legitimately might have the best 145er on the fucking entire planet. Like Pitbull yep. is that fucking good. Oh, you mean you mean the guy you mean the guy that knocked out the guy that supposed was gonna fight for the one fifty five belt on short notice in UFC? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but their their last couple of weeks, and we're probably not gonna break it down because there's one good fight on the card. But uh, Bellator this week with their their featherweight GP and uh, Caldwell against uh, Little McKee. That's that's, that's a, a fight too. That's a awesome non-boring fight. McKee. Yeah, that, that's an awesome fight, man. That's yeah. a really good fight. Yeah. So Bellator, uh, and, and they're starting to get into this groove like they used to have, where they're getting a card every week. So I, I've been watching Bellator the last couple. Yeah. Weeks getting yeah, the one or two fights is is good high level yeah. MMA for, for Bellator. Better than the shit you're seeing and everything <laughs> but the UFC main events. Like what? What? What would you rather watch the past couple of weeks? The contender series that everybody jerks themselves over, or these this next Bellator card on a Thursday night, or the last one? Like there, yeah. there's. I mean, the last week's Bellator card stacks up with that UFC card. Like, what, what are we really talking about? And then the the GP they're doing, like that's the type of shit that that we're missing in fighting, dude. Like it doesn't have to be like straight by the book MMA constantly like UFC wants to paint themselves as like, Oh, we're the, we're the sport. We're the quote unquote quote sport. We're on ESPN. Yeah. We're on ESPN. We got the rankings. We got them in uniforms. Fuck that shit. Like that's been the way it gives a fuck about that. No more. I'm, I'm watching random white guy one against random white guy two. both know how to wrestle, both know how to strike and shit. It ends up being some boring ass fucking uh, hug fest. Every other fight. It's... But that's perfect when you always want to promote the organization and not the fighters. Not the fighters. When it's about putting on content instead of putting on fights. That's right. Yeah, and that's that's where they we've we've talked about the Tuesday night shit. The... <laughs> oh, Steve, killing me. Uh, coming back, coming back <laughs> oh, with some bangers, God. Steve. Oh man. And Jeremy's in the trap. Don't call me daughter. I'll play this <laughs> ukulele. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, I forgot about the chat. Look, this thing's already hopping. We got Steve throwing out Eddie Vedder jokes and shit. That's not the first time I've heard Eddie Vedder, also. It's, oh. uh, you know, you're, you're on the right track there, Steve. Anyways, let's get through uh, last week's UFC card. We'll do the uh, the recap the way we always do. Start off with the main event and then go through all the shit after that. Uh, main event was was fun. Um, Paul Felder put on a way better performance than I thought he was going to put on. Stuck around, fought back way harder than I thought. Defended takedowns way better <laughs> than I thought he was going to do, and he still got smashed. Uh, I I don't think he won a round. You could maybe give him the fourth. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun fight, but uh, but clear win for – and pretty dominant win for Dos Anjos. Sean, any thoughts there? Well, not according to Chris Lee, sir. Oh, God. <laughs> sake. Dude. Man, dude. I had already – He was sitting right beside Bisping. He had to be. 
I don't know what the fuck that guy's smoking. So I had RDA minus five and a half, and that almost didn't cash uh, with getting two 50-45s, which is fucking insane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, RDA is still good. I mean, this is a, it's a tough matchup because I think Felder just is so tough. He has pretty good takedown defense and he can and takes, take a lot of punches. And, and so this isn't the greatest, uh, it, it wasn't, I feel like RDA could have put away other guys that are, are even a little bit better than, than Felder. It's just Felder's tough as hell. Uh, insane that supposedly he hadn't been in like a gym like for training mma for i don't know what it was four six eight months some shit like that all he's been doing is training for a triathlon uh to be able to make that weight and show up and and do pretty damn good against rda is is very impressive um rda seemed to to make the weight fairly easily after being at 170 for a while so i think rda is good i mean of, of course once you get to the upper echelon he, he might be in tough but he's just so well-rounded has just an unbelievable gas tank the guy's still good at, at his age he's fought the who's who he's a he's a beauty man i mean his one thing has always been that very good wrestlers can just nullify him completely yeah. and I, I don't think there's a lot of guys left at 155 that can do that so yeah, that I think that's the that's the thing about RDA at at 155 is that there's not the Kobe Covingtons and Usmans and all of these jacked up wrestlers that that can nullify uh, what he does. And um, yeah, well, first off, that that scorecard was legitimately one of the worst scorecards I've ever seen in my life. We see we see all kinds of them. That is as bad as it gets. There is no explanation for that scorecard whatsoever. It, it, that is that's horrible. No. Um, yeah, prop props to Felder, man. Um, that that dude's got balls to, like you said, being training for a um, you know a triathlon for months, hadn't been in the gym, uh, fights a guy like RDA on five days notice, then is doing. Then is calling fights like three or four days later and Hopped shit like up on painkillers. Yeah, yeah, he was he was jacked. Uh, yeah, but I I agree with everything y'all said about RDA man. Like, look at RDA's like strength of schedule over the past few years, and you could legitimately put it against any fighter's strength of schedule and like ever. Like his, the fights he's had over that four or five year period is absolutely insane at two different weight classes, won a belt in there. Um, he, he's, he's approaching legendary status, man. RDA is, is getting to be about a legend in this game. And, um, I don't think it's over yet. I, I, that, that guy's a fucking problem. If he's making 155 again, like he should be down at 155. Um, if he can make that weight at, at, at his age, man, um, that, He's he's one of the most well-rounded fighters that that gets used a lot, but he is legitimately one of the the most well-rounded fighters that we have in MMA right now. He's that, but good. he's like good at every like he's good. He's like great at everything for the most part. Whereas yeah. when and people talk about well-rounded, they're like good at yeah. everything. And the other thing is, like, it's not only that he's great at it, but he actually does it when he needs to do it. Smart, it yeah. Together. High fight great IQ. Great fight IQ. Yep. Yeah. Uh, great cardio, like you mentioned earlier. He can do that shit for 25 minutes. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, he's a problem. Like, the, the, there's not a guy down at 155 that, you know, should be 
minus 200 or something against um, RDA, I think. I think he's got a shot at almost everybody down there. Um, I had a bet on him at plus 400 against Makachev just because, like, I'm, I'm not sure that that could uh, go 25 minutes with him. And yeah. I, I don't think we see the same line if that fight happens again. Yeah, I, I like that too. Uh, I had a little bet on uh, RDA. I, I don't – who you can't – there's not a guy like I just. There's not a guy at 155 that I'm not gonna take RDA at a four to one. There, it's just there's not a guy down there. Give me 400 on him against anybody. I'm 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 taking it. Yeah. All right. Rest of the card starting from the uh, the bottom up. We had Dante Mays taking a unanimous deal, baby, over the uh, t-shirt in the pool champ Roque Martinez. No, uh, anything here? Oh. Yeah, the, the the physique on on Martinez and then that cat last night, I don't know which was worse. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need a division specifically for these dudes. Titties. Like, Jake, Jake Collier at heavyweight, those two dudes, Johnny Valanche. We don't like – we don't put them on a scale. We break out a B-cup brawl. If you can pull this out – you're in this weight class, you know. What I'm uh, I love it. B cup division. There we go. <laughs> they uh, might be pushing C's at this point. <laughs> Is, how's uh, Daryl Schoonover doing these days? He's, He's ready, ready for a fight. He's ready for a big fight. That guy last night, man. When when he got up that one round and literally yanked his tights up, fucking <laughs> up over his stomach to his nipples that were hanging down halfway down his chest. I lost it. I started laughing my ass off, dude. It was full, so full Urkel. Yeah. Full Urkel. <laughs> uh, next up, welterweight division. Uh, Alex Morona. We got to rank this dude, man. He landed a hundred and seventy-two strike, or hundred and seventy-six strikes against Reese McKee. You know how hard that is to do. The the Kazrat, the Kazrat lip. <laughs> He couldn't even do that. He couldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so Murano's Mar- getting what? Stephen Thompson, Tyron Woodley next time out, or what? What are we thinking here? Yeah, any of them, man. Just give him a title shot right now. Dominant. Dominant. Uh, all Reese I all, all I know is I love Morono on that fight and made some good money and the the fucking uh, calfless wonder was out there selling fucking picks on Reese McKee. Look, I how you come to the conclusion that you should even bet Reese McKee, I don't know what you're looking at. I you literally might be one of the dumbest motherfucking MMA cappers I've ever seen in my life. What in what were you watching? What I wanna know. Like I'm so curious. What did you see out of Reese McKee that you thought you should fucking sell a bet on him against Bro. After watching him last time out, get absolutely fucking throttled. I don't care how good you think. Fucking, well, she might have uh, a goat. So I mean, it's it's hard to, still, to measure that. Still, you you, but you watch that and you're like, I gotta bet that guy. I, I gotta get money down on this dude against fucking Marone. <laughs> I, I did like Marone on that fight. And you're right, man. Marone was like. That dude's tough, man. That, that guy's a, a pretty a pretty decent fighter. He he's turned, you know, he's 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 not bad. Not bad at all. Well, the thing was that people were questioning his chin after getting smoked by uh, chaos. And we'll we'll talk about we'll, more we'll on see, that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
moving up, bantamweight division, split decision. Um, so I've got two doors that, that go out to my deck from my house. Uh, and I was taping and painting a room during this card, during the prelims. So I was taping this. Uh, and I was watching through two sets of doors, and I, and I saw Tony Gravely getting a bunch of takedowns, and that's all I really saw. Uh, so I don't know how this fight really went, but he was on top a lot, but people thought that he lost. Uh, I, I don't know. What, what was the take here? Sean? I bet Gravely and I still haven't watched this fight. Uh, I could not give two fucks. Uh, Sal gave, our buddy Sal D'Amato gave the fight to DeFreitas, so that might clue into so what crazy. happened. But, but Wes, was it, a, it was a close fight? Uh, I mean, but, MMA decisions, they're all for Gravely except one person. Most right. of them, all of them for 29, 28 other than one. And, and then somebody had one card for DeFreitas. So I, I bet DeFreitas is a slight dog, small and Gravely probably won the fight. But I mean, dude, we, we, we got to start doing something with guys that, that are just humping. Like I, Gravely, that's all he did. He just would take him down and, and lay there. You know, I, some like guys like Brad probably score that fight for DeFreitas because DeFreitas was literally trying to do shit, was on his back trying to get a sub, was trying to throw up a punch while he's laying on his back. You're going to lose that fight every time in today's scoring. I mean, you probably should if you're getting controlled like that. But, yeah, I, I don't I, – I never want to see Gravely again. Nothing's going to make me go out of my way to be like, I got to see fucking Tony Gravely <laughs> fight again. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Miguel Torres still beat Demetrius Johnson. I stand by it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who who cares? All right. Uh, speaking of who cares, um, Kanapo in intergender MMA here. The uh, the little Asian boy just kept getting takedowns against Random Marcos. Um, you know, I I tried to find a Munich soy beer uh, for Lance's <laughs> sake. <laughs> uh, but I could only find Munich wheat. Um, but, you know, Lance thought Rando was going to win this fight. And that was, yeah, she's not, she's not good. No, she got she's terrible. By someone yeah. that can actually wrestle. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of bad that the there's so much love out there for Marcos. I, I Mostly from, you know, our our fellow, you know, Canadians like your, yourselves. But y'all are not so... Y'all are two of the the you know the few that aren't aren't just like blinded by your country's flag when it comes to <laughs> fighting and sports and shit. You you know, but man, Marcos is not good, and she's really not good at stopping a fucking takedown. And uh, the the little the little Asian boy can uh, can fucking wrestle. Like she she's got some decent wrestling. Um, yeah, I had her in a in a little parlay, and it was it was fairly easy. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I, I bet Marco Small just because <laughs> I I wanted to know if if the, the the little Asian boy could wrestle. And she can. It was a good. So. It, was a, it was a good price to to see. You know. Yeah. I, I, I have a, I have a guideline when it comes to to women's fights, and that's that I always skew to the side of the actual grappler. Um, just because very few of these women know how to keep distance and 
can can keep fights at range and actually dissuade their opponent from coming forward and getting into the clinch. So if somebody has a grappling advantage, uh, especially in terms of getting takedowns, that's uh, a huge advantage in women's MMA because it is 2003 when it comes to women's fights. Uh, speaking of which, people said this was a bad decision. Uh, I was on my way to pick up Korean fried chicken, uh, which if you haven't had it, if you haven't had it, absolutely fucking delicious. Uh, highly recommend <laughs> Korean fried chicken. Um, I thought Kay Hansen won this fight, but anytime you get outstruck by somebody that's got a four foot, 10 inch reach. Insanity. And, and you get beaten up while you've got back control and a body triangle. Yeah. You can't really complain about losing a fight. So <clears throat> No, that that was that was bad. Go go ahead, John. Go ahead. I, I just sprinkled on Hansen by sub. Um I was like plus four hundred. She had a couple spots that might have been close, but I, I think it was a close fight. I think this is another one where it's a bit of a position over more strikes. Uh, most people scored it for Hanson. Uh, everybody. <laughs> everybody scored it for Hanson. Damn Walking. near everybody, yes. Uh, I, I let out a little woo in the car when I, I saw the decision. So It, it was close. Uh, judging is terrible. I mean, are we surprised by this? I. It's Who cares? I, I thought it... I thought it was close, but clear. I, I thought the rounds were pretty easy to score, and I thought it was a bad decision. It's nothing to give a fuck about, though. Like, next, who gives a fuck about What are you talking about? This is the future of the division, Wes. Oh, Come on. Come on. Um, one of the fights that we were actually looking forward to on this card, catch weight of uh, Franklin weight, 195. <laughs> Sean Strickland absolutely demolishes Brennan Allen. Um, I'm I'm not going to say who tried to dissuade people from betting Brennan Allen in the spot, um, but it was a guy with longer hair. Not long hair, just longer hair. Uh, and he's wearing a dark red shirt. So you've got a couple choices here. you got a couple choices You'll figure it out uh, as Sean talks about this fight. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I had two two units on Allen. Uh, he's, I think he's going to be one of those guys that we think he has skills. He shows flashes of things and then just doesn't put it together. Whether that's fight IQ, whether that's other stuff. Like, I I feel like in a, if he uses a different game plan, it's a closer fight and he has a. a a lot better chance of winning. Uh, he was throwing good leg kicks, but he was just letting Strickland just fucking tee off on him. And I, I don't know if that's just kind of always the case. He just has poor striking defense or whatever it is, but he seemed just cool just getting lit the fuck up on the feet. Uh, I, I thought he probably should have kept it at distance, wrestle some, at least try to wrestle. Try to tire out Strickland, make him think twice about takedowns. Didn't do any of that. Got lit up. Got knocked out. And, uh, yeah, lost money on Sean Strickland. Strickland's decent. Uh, I I just don't... I don't know... I don't know if he's 
good good or he's more, just fighting shit guys. More more fighters apparently need to wreck their motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I lost on uh, Allen too, and I, I've been you know on 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 the Allen train for a while now. But I, I think uh, Sean kind of hit on it. It just he seemed way too cool with getting punched in the face, man. And I guess just thought that things were going to come to him. They're, they're not in there with decent guys. Uh, the game plan was fucking baffling. He didn't try to clinch. He didn't try to get Strickland against the cage, wear him out, just stood at distance and got teed off on, man. Um, I don't know what to think of the guy now. I was like really high on him, but just watching something like that kid, that could change your opinion completely. It, it did mine. Like, I, I think I, I, I want to see his next time out. But man, I I definitely don't have him up there like I did. That's a bad loss. That's a really bad loss. I, I still think that Allen is good and is going to be good. Um, it, it's just the whole time with this fight, I thought it was a bad matchup. I I knew Strickland was going to be the better fighter at distance. I I didn't think Allen was going to be so completely devoid of trying to grapple. Uh, <laughs> But I, I also think that at the same time, Strickland coming out and kind of going for that takedown earlier and getting him down to the ground pretty quickly in the fight kind of dissuaded him from grappling because he, he sort of realized he didn't have as big an advantage as we might have thought that he had, especially with the size and strength there. Um, but yeah, Strickland, uh, man, that guy can, he can put some punches together and, you know, I, I think Allen is still good. I, I don't think he's quite what we thought he was going to be, though. He's uh, he's going to top out at like a a high top ten kind of guy as he develops. I, I don't think he's ever going to be a, a champion. Speaking of champions, <laughs> who Jesus uh, champion of Wes? Uh, <laughs> actually, I think it was uh, was Steve <laughs> was this. This fight is the living depiction of the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was him. <laughs> uh, Yoder and Granger. Just that was a fucking shit show. Just terrible. I won money on it, though, so I'm not mad. I I had Ghost Decision in a parlay with Gravely. I feel like I probably should not win that bet very often. Uh, Yoder had a bunch of chances where she sh- probably should have finished. Um, I there was basically the bell saved Granger. That and I think that was the second. Um, yeah, that was a that was a pretty one sided fight and it was a bit weird considering the the line. Uh I guess Granger's just not that good. Yeah. Yeah. Wes, did did you did you enjoy the, the Yoder Granger fight? Um uh, I, I spaced out. I'm I'm counting draft money. Um, <laughs> I feel you. you no, know, that that was that was bad. Can we can we just move on, please? We can. We can move on this man, I, I've never actually gone up to an ox closely and measured the hog on one of those things, <laughs> but it's got to be like three feet long based on what this dude has come into the octagon and done in 
57 seconds so far. So, Kazrat, the ugly lipped motherfucker <laughs> from Sweden, gets ranked. And this guy, who actually smokes two dudes who belong in the UFC, cannot get ranked. Gotta, what gotta what kind of world are we living in? We, he needs a name change, man. I told you. If he's uh, Chaos Williamanoff, he's, uh, he's probably the, the 12th ranked fucking welterweight right now. Like Jeez. you said, 57 seconds, two knockouts against, I mean, at this point, UFC level caliber yeah. fighters. Uh, that was, that knockout, just that a short punch violent. and violent. He lifted him off his feet he with like a short, feet. straight punch. Well, that was wild. Stiff yeah. as a board. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know what else this guy has in his game, but. He's sure as hell fun to watch whatever, uh, if anybody can, can stand with him, that's for sure. Yeah, we, we, we need to, you know, see him in some other spots. But, yeah, you, you hit the hit on some good stuff there that, like, this guy's doing this to, like, uh, I mean, Al Hassan is, like, people like that guy. I saw people betting. I mean, he's minus 200 in this fucking spot. And, like, people are like, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Rank this. I don't even know. Who'd say rank this guy. Get off the nuts of some dude that gets built up and just is beating up fucking the Reese McKees of the world. But he can wrestle and he's Russian. It's, it's insane, man. It's probably, like you said. Wait, his this guy's name's fucking William Off, and he's fucking top five right now. People are saying he's the next champ. Like straight up, I, I don't get it. No. Yeah, I. Honestly, I still don't think this guy is great. Uh, I, I think once somebody drags him into a fight, then he's going to have a little bit of trouble. But getting to the point where you can drag him into a fight is very, very dangerous. So Probably bad for your brain health. <laughs> Any parting notes on the, uh, the UFC fight night 7,012? 242 card or whatever we want to call it these days. It, it ended nice and early. Yeah. yeah. No, very good point. I, I still think like that they're, they're, they're trying to put on all these fucking cards, man. And COVID's taking people out over here in the States when we're running them over here. And it's man, this shit is getting so watered down, dude. I know we've been talking about it for a few years now, but this shit's getting kind of bad, dude. Like, I, I I love watching fighting as much as the next person, but fuck. It, it was it was getting watered down, and now with COVID, it's just completely dilute. I mean they they just they literally have to put on cards to get paid by ESPN. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit what they look like. Uh, I mean, the shitty thing is we lost. A t- couple decent fights on the weekend. We had the the Smoka Quinones fight that we had, I think, consensus or Munich, whatever, uh, on it. Uh, Ander Eric Anders was supposed to fight. That was that's gone. Um, and and we Sparbag. Yeah, we, we've also turned like something that was really enjoyable in the Contender Series into a a, a fucking goddamn. Uh, human trafficking fucking ring where they they can get bodies for these 
these short notice undercard fights. And, you know, you remember some of the talent that came off those, those first few C. I mean, we're going to see one fight for a title th- this week, you know, and now last night they literally had a 38 year old, 270 pound flabby titty motherfucker on the contenders. <laughs> like what do I mean? He, even that got ruined by them just having to put out content. It's, it's not great, man. I don't see how this is sustainable. You're you're eventually going to turn off um, even the newbie fans that still love all MMA like I did fucking 15 years ago would watch anything. Uh, you're even going to start turning those people off, man. They're going to start realizing this is just not a good product. And I don't know if, like, the good up-and-comers are just – saying fuck that i'm not fighting in contender series because of the way it's set up and in the whole just bleed ask aspect of it uh i i don't know what it is uh maybe they just i I don't know i honestly don't know like we've seen it it was solid in the it was really good in the first season a little bit of a step down the second and now it's it's pretty pretty far down there so i don't i don't know the reasoning behind it i don't know if it's just guys i mean covid COVID's guys are falling out covid's well, got to be a big part of it because i don't i don't think it's as bad as it could be uh also got yeah. other uh, promotions too i mean like when when titan has got on fight pass and shit now and you have other options to, to like you said go to some place it's going to be like you're just going to have to throw down and try to knock somebody out or get knocked out if you want a chance of making it. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe yeah. they, they think they scooped up a lot of that young talent around the country and shit on those first couple seasons. Like that was probably the talent pool of, you know. I, I think there was a little bit of international flavor to Contender Series a bit too, which is not really <laughs> possible at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so really, they're just picking bare bones guys of of guy people that are in America for the most part, and that's kind of getting diluted. You, you can't get the uh, the South America, you can't get the the Ruskies and the Euros. So it's 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 tough. But man, I mean, they they cut Formiga because yeah. they didn't want to pay his ass. They'd rather pay a guy coming off Contender Series twelve and twelve. Yep, Formiga's worth like what, five of those contender series dudes? So yep. if you can fill two fights on a card instead of paying one dude... That, oh, and they're, and they're begging. Right and they're begging. They're they're literally uh, might as well be on their knees at Dana's table begging him, put me on next week's card. I'll fight for fucking five grand in a fucking sleeping bag. <laughs> like, it, it's insane, man. It is crazy. It's a vicious Just, cycle, man. It's yeah. a strange time in MMA, but MMA is a, a strange sport. So there's that there's is. always strange times. Anyway, let's move on to this weekend's card. We've got UFC 255. I've seen some people shitting on this card, but to me, I, I've always loved the flyweights. I've I've got a special spot in my heart for the the little dudes. I feel like this is a pretty decent pay-per-view card, so I'm I'm not going to complain about it too much. But we're going to start off in the welterweight division with one of the (laughs) recent Contender Series vets. Uh, We've got a welterweight fight between Louis Cochise and Sasha Palladium. Adios, slave. 
Is that <laughs> Sean, what do you got here? Uh, I'll be honest. I uh, I don't really remember uh, Cost Cheese uh, knocking out Victor Reyna. If I if you showed me the clip, I bet you I could remember it. But with all the trash that I've watched on Contender Series, it it kind of just is fuzzy. The guy he's fighting uh, doesn't seem to be that good. Uh, he he just beat a guy that was is five and six, and before that he lost to uh, Manir Lazez, who I guess is an all right fighter. Um, so I I kind of get where why he's minus four hundred, but I uh, I don't want to lay minus four hundred on this regional shit. Hold on. This guy is the number 12 ranked middleweight in South Korea. That dude's fucking from like Portland, Oregon or something. (laughs) That dude ain't fucking South Korean. The fuck? Is he born on an army base or some shit? He's from South Korea like I'm from Israel. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, I've watched... um, uh, kind of watched the the, the knockout um, for o, uh, for o audio slave. Uh, yeah, it, it was nice, man. I just I, I don't know enough about this this other cat um, to have any kind of money on this fight. If I get um, degenerate to start the card, I I was maybe looking at throwing something on the over. Uh, we kind of see these guys come in with all these knockouts against bad dudes, and then. Uh, in there, get in there in their their first UFC fight, and it's kind of slow for a round or something. So, uh, it's one and a half. It's some plus money. So, if I'm feeling degenerate, I might throw a couple bucks on that. But I, I want no other part of this fight. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a, a terrible call, just given where the prices are at. Um, I, I remember this dude's fight from the Contender Series. Uh, Rain is a, a pretty decent sort of regional series vets and uh coaches just went out there and absolutely smoked him uh and, and that seems to be what he does to everybody uh, all of his fights are, are round one finishes so seems like he's definitely got power um you know kind of looks the part looks like he's actually athletic and, and the guy that he's facing has his two losses have both been by tko um so you know, I, I haven't seen the dude that he's fighting. I'm not going to bet it. Um, but it, it seems like Coochies should come out here and, and probably get another quick finish. Uh, this is the sort of thing that, you know, you should see on a, a regional card. And it'll be the type of fight that gets him into the UFC. But now he's just in the UFC. And it, it's happening. Moving up to the middleweight division, we have... Kyle Dukakis, the youngest of the Dukakises, is, 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 uh, taking on Mr. Dreyfus. Um, coming over from Germany, he had like a weird broken arm win on Contender Series, and that got him into the UFC because 2020. Sean? Yeah, this is the skinny cock, not the fat cock, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dukakis looked pretty good in a, in a loss. Like he gave Brendan Allen kind of all he could handle in, in that third round. Um, obviously I think that's kind of why he is, his number is, is the way it is. Um, he was hyped up pretty decent coming into that fight. Um, I, I do think he wins here, but minus 300 is another just 
crazy, crazy number. Um, but I, I don't want to to waste money on the other side either. So I'll, I'll pick Dukakis. I, I think he is the more skilled guy. It's just uh, these these kind of UFC beginner fights laying that kind of juice. Ugh, no thanks. <laughs> Wes? Yeah, I think uh, Sean kind of hit it right on there. You know, uh, Dukakis should win this fight, but man, minus 300. It's just hard to lay on on a guy this early in his career. He he should get it done. Uh, you know, on the other side, this is not a guy you're, you want to, you know, sprinkle on a dog here. It's just almost pass on this fight unless you really, really believe in the Dukakis and uh, – Brad might. Brad's a he's a big fan of the the, the Dukakis family, uh, so uh, he he might have maybe a prop or something on this fight. But uh, I'll I'll pick the the skinny caucus and uh, no no bet for me. Yeah, you know I, I voted for them back in '88, so you gotta you gotta keep supporting the family throughout the years. Um, yeah, there, there's not much in this fight. Uh, I think that. Uh, that Eric Mask Stoltzfus is uh, uh, he's, uh, he's got some some wrestling. Um, I think he's going to hang around in this fight. Uh, I, I guess the the line is probably a bit further than it should be. Uh, if I was going to look at anything here, though, I, I don't even really have a prop. I I saw that a couple places are hanging. Uh, over one and a half at around minus 200. Uh, I think this is probably going to go a little bit deeper because I think Stoltfus can uh, grapple enough to get to a decision here in this one. But still got to think that uh, that the small caucus takes the victory. <laughs> Next up, welterweight division. We got the, the model, Alan Juban, against uh, you know a BFP-sponsored... Jared Gooden coming out of Atlanta, coming out hot. Sean, he's gonna be on. He's gonna be on weight too. You can bet your ass because he's got partners in that fucking sauna. <laughs> Believe that shit. I mean, they're just draining all his fluids from him in that sauna. <laughs> um, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go in there or anything. Mm, but goddamn, Gooden. If you look at the guys that he's fought, they are absolute trash bags, the guys that he's beat. Uh, I don't know if you, you guys watched his uh, his Titan fight against uh, Bruno Oliveira, the guy that just got absolutely waxed by Ulberg uh, just on Center Series uh, recently. He he tried to hump him a bit in the, in the, the pre-fight uh, when... when Bruno Oliveira was getting introduced and then Bruno Oliveira beat the living shit out of him didn't like get Gooden didn't like land a single punch on him yeah Um, yeah Gooden is not good at all Uh, I don't know he's bad Uh, I I don't know if, if bro hugs was giving out some free handies to some UFC brass or what was going on, but I don't know how this guy got in the UFC. Uh, Joe Ban is the much better fighter. That chin is a liability. Uh, for that, I will only put one unit on him. I got him at minus 115. It, it's ballooned up, rightfully so. Um, Gooden is, is 
is bad. Wes? Yeah, at, a, at around minus 110, 115, this would probably be a little different story for me. Uh, Sean Dre, Joe, Joe Bann is just so much better than this guy, but man, 38, that chin is, ooh, it's not good anymore, and yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think much of Gooden, but when you're 26 and he's fairly, um, um, he, I don't want to. Geez, <laughs> no, he's athletic, but uh, <laughs> but he's a he's a decent athlete, and uh, I just man, I, I wanted to to bet Joe Bain in this spot, but. Man, now that the line's up, I'm, I'm definitely not betting it. So I'm, I'm glad it did balloon up a little bit before I had the chance to bet anything. Uh, because at the line Sean got, I'd, I'd probably bet Joe Ban. And Saturday, I'd probably be watching Joe Ban get knocked the fuck out. It's probably going to end up happening. I hope not now for Sean's bet, but uh, there's just some just some red flags on Joe Ban now. Uh, but I, I'm going to pick him to win. Uh, I, I just can't trust it to bet it. There are an absolute shitload of red flags when it comes to Joe Ben. He's had like a year and a half layoff. Commentating now, you know. He like breaks his hands. He tears his knees. He's got all sorts of injuries. But this dude basically <laughs> sucks. Every uh, I, I watched like his last three I, I didn't watch the one against the three and 13 guy because like what the fuck ever he's gonna be the three and 13 guy i'd probably beat that dude um but i i watched some of his recent fights and he gets hit by everything um and not only does he get hit by everything he's got some of that like bobby green in him where he's like that didn't hurt mm-hmm. uh, after he gets hit uh but he also doesn't have a good chin um, so it doesn't really work uh, when he tries to do that. Uh, Joe Ben is so much better than this guy, unless he is just completely physically shot, he's going to win this fight. So I, I didn't get quite as good a line as Sean, but I got the unit on him at minus 138. Moving up, but staying in the same division, we've got Daniel Rodriguez, fun fighter, against Thomas... He blinded me with science, Dolby. Sean? Uh, Rodriguez is fun, and he throws a lot of heat. Uh, He does get a hit a bit, which is a bit concerning, but um, Dolby just got flattened by Jesse Ronson, who doesn't really have much power. He, Jesse Ronson was on the Marijuanas. Yeah, he was on. Oh so no, he wasn't on the Marijuanas. He has since been suspended for twenty months. He as was on the you full. Should be if you use the Marijuanas. He and, was on the full blown roids, so I don't know if we can. We can't really extrapolate that that punching power when he's hopped up on on all them roids. Damn right. Um, yeah, I think Daniel Rodriguez is is gonna throw volume and and hit Dolby. Dolby's like thirty six years old at this point. Uh, it's not like Rodriguez is that young. He's he's thirty three, but he's had a, a a bit of he's got he's an unreal streak right now. Uh, he's really impressed me with the the guys that he's beat and how he's beat them. Uh, I just think he's gonna be way too much. So I got him uh, in a chalky ass parlay, just a one unit. There you go, Wesley. 
Yeah, I mean, Rodriguez, he, he should he should win this fight. He, he really should. But, man, I just don't know. Rodriguez, he, he just feels to me like one of those guys that has all the skills and stuff and then just seems to put himself in some mooky situations, man. And um, if this was before the Ronson fight, I'd probably have a bet on Davier. Um, he roids or weed or whatever the fuck that did not look good and Bronson fucking him up like that so um yeah I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Rodriguez but I, I don't know I'm probably gonna be completely an idiot not betting Rodriguez here he's probably gonna flatline Dolby but there's just something about Rodriguez but I don't know he just seems like one of those mookie type of dudes that's gonna get into bad spots and a guy like Dolby even at this age and, and shit He's one of those guys that can make you pay. I mean, some stupid fall happens and Dolby ends up on top of Rodriguez. I mean, he could do some damage. Um, Rodriguez should win, though, man. He's the better guy at this point, way younger. Um, I'm going to pick him no bet for me. Yeah, this is – it's a spot where I think that Rodriguez is way more fun than he is good. And I think it kind of clouds people's – uh, perceptions of him. Uh, I I don't think that he is that great. Uh, I, I think he's got some decent hands. Um, don't really know much about his wrestling or his ground game just based on the guys that he's fought so far in the UFC. And Dolby's one of those guys that he's not above making a fight absolutely hideous to watch. Uh, he'll clinch you up against the cage, try and wear you down, get some takedowns, lay on top, hope that if he's in Denmark, he gets some shitty stand-up that lets him steal a decision from Howboy. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, that was the, the Ronson fight was the first time we've ever really seen him get smoked like that uh, in his entire career. So I, I don't know if Dolby is just completely done and he's not durable anymore. Uh, but I, I've got a unit on the over one and a half here at minus 150. Uh, I, I think that's just a little too cheap for uh, a guy that has proven to be super, super durable. Uh, I, I think that Rodriguez still wins the fight. Uh, I just think it's either going to be a late stoppage because he's one of those guys that sort of picks up steam as the fight goes uh, and starts to, to pile up those combinations or, or even a, a Rodriguez decision because uh I do think that Dolby still is pretty durable and you can hang around in this one. So for me, over one and a half minus 150, I think Dolby hangs around. Now we're getting to the good stuff. <laughs> flyweight division. Oh shit, man. Wrong flyweight division. Women's flyweight division. We've got Antonina Shitchenko <laughs> against. Ariane, wrap those lip around ski. I don't know. I got nothing there. Um, this fight sucks. These two should not be in the UFC. This should be in Invicta. Sean. Wes. <laughs> The sharp betters. They they came out. They uh they uh they bet uh, Shevchenko at uh, minus one ten. It's 
only minus one fifty, so uh, it's that's not high enough. I mean, she's she's got a one point her striking differentials like mine like plus one point four. Uh, she's got a two inch height advantage. Yeah. Uh, she's just gonna dominate here. Uh, her her she has so much better uh, striking defense than uh, Lipsky. Uh, you, you gotta take her. Yeah, if you don't know that, the chicklets is on Shevchenko. Got to be doing uh, all, so, the, all the shaking and the the fucking <laughs> the fingers and yeah, do all the hand shit. Wesley, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything here. Yeah, um, I, I like um, even outside of the the, the chicklets fade. Uh, I kind of like Lipsky in, in, in this fight. Uh, I. I I haven't I haven't bet it yet, um, but the the line's getting up to some some dog money. Like if it goes up a little bit more, I'm just gonna take a small little bet just because I think Shevchenko is absolutely trash. Not like Lipsky's great or anything, but um, I mean she could she could catch a sub on Shevchenko absolutely. Um, so if the line creeps up a little bit more, I'm I'm gonna take a little shot on Lipsky. I'm I'm definitely uh, picking her in that spot. Get it? I, I don't hate what you're throwing out there. Um, but instead of breaking this thing down, um, I think you guys should go to Letterboxd and check out a review of Weekend at Bernie's. So that's, that's a better use of your time. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that, that's a, that's a, a new version. They did the 2020 version of, of Weekend at no, Bernie's. It's just, or... you know, something oh, you review right. on a Tuesday night, you know? Ah, uh. Okay. Yeah, and and back to back, you got to do Stand by Me and then Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, got to keep it classic in the eighties. Tuesday night. Those are, those were the uh, the peak of of cinema, uh, the nineteen eighties. There. Uh, yeah, honestly, in this fight, when someone's best attribute is they're the punching bag for this much better sister. Like and she's not even related to her. Like we're, we're you can't even like bloodline it. They're not even fucking <laughs> Um yeah. If if you're going to bet this, I I guess take a shot on Lipsky if the price gets like it's plus 140 now if it keeps creeping up. Uh, I I think you've got to take a shot cuz she at least has heard of the word grappling, um, mm-hmm. the other the the Shichenko has has not, um, so that's not a good sign when you're when you're in MMA. Middle division. This one shouldn't take long. We've got Joaquin Phoenix, not River Phoenix. Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix Buckley taking on the Beverly Hills Ninja. Chris Farley slash Jordan Wright. I thought Chris Farley was on Contender Series last night. <laughs> the the His dead belly pop. was. <laughs> you could dig up Chris Farley tomorrow, and he'd probably give you a better fucking showing. He's got a shit ton more athleticism than that guy. Uh, Sean, what do we got here? I'm wasting money on this fight. I, I threw a half a unit on the Beverly Hills Ninja. I am straight up. I am straight up. He is not good. He is not good. But I am fading the hype that is Joaquin Buckley. Because we've seen this a million times before. Uh, I think Wright has power. He could hit Buckley. 
I got it at plus 240. I, I had to throw a half unit on that. I had to. <laughs> Gun to my head, I had to. Uh, Wesley, what do we got here? Look, look, man. We we watched Buckley against fucking Kevin Holland before we watched this last fight, if anybody can remember that. Um, I'm not saying that that this fucking this Caucasian is is Kevin Holland or anything, but man, Buckley's he's getting some just crazy hype off it. Don't get me wrong, that was just one of the best knockouts you'll ever see. But man, we gotta remember Kevin Holland literally looked like Prime Anderson Silva on this dude, like hitting with everything he threw. It was insane. Um he probably somebody's gonna get caught here, and I I, I think that um, I think Wright hits with enough power too that um, he's definitely got a chance to to catch Buckley. So yeah, at, at a little over two to one, I'm I'm gonna take a small shot here too. I'm I'm probably gonna watch watch my money get knocked completely out, but um, two to one, I'm just I'm not a total believer in Buckley yet. I see a, a new face in the chat, and he reminded me of the line that I wanted to use for the, the Shevchenko-Lipsky Kelly, fight. Kelly. <laughs> it, is that we're finally going to fa- find out what the best base is for women's MMA. Uh, having a sister that knows how to fight or being hot. <laughs> One or the other. Like, life's eternal questions, man. Really. Uh, anyways, as far as the, the Buckley Wright fight goes, Wright is an absolute fraud. <laughs> an absolute fraud. If you don't think so, um, go back and watch his no contest on the Contender Series. Uh, this guy got smoked out by Fluffy Hernandez. Uh, and Buckley isn't great, don't get me wrong, but Buckley can at least hang in there with decent dudes, take some shots. Uh, he, you know, he's fought Logan Storley, he's fought Kevin Holland. Yeah, he ended up getting smoked by Kevin Holland, but at least he was there and was putting up a fight in, in that one. Uh, he's going to come out, and I, I think he's going to bum-rush this dude, land some stuff, and, and just absolutely smoke him out of there in the first round. Uh, and because this dude is such a fraud, I do have Buckley in a parlay at my oh, with something else later on the card. Smart man, Brad. You are the smart one in, mm-hmm. on he this is. podcast. <laughs> I, I try. I'm just a, a reasoned, rational human being. There it is. Next fight requires no reason, no ration. Uh, It's going to be just nuts uh, because somebody about to get raw dogged in this one. (laughs) (laughs) We got got Brandon Moreno, Brandon Royval, Battle of the Brandons, Flyweight Division. Uh, Whoever wins this fight probably gets the next title shot, right? Uh, Great fight. I think it is going to be highly entertaining, not necessarily because of both guys involved, but just because I don't think it's possible for Brandon Royval to have a bad fight. Sean, what do you got here? Yeah, this is going to be an awesome fight. Uh, Royval comes out, does not give a fuck, and pushes a pace, and he's he just believes that the other guy is going to wilt. He's, he's definitely going to go against the guy that also can kind of get in firefights and, and enjoys that. Um, 
I think this is a fairly close fight. Uh, I know Moreno's kind of had a resurgence lately. Um, couple of wins against uh, I, that win against Formiga is is a pretty decent win, but uh, I don't know if Formiga is just kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. You may you may have lost that fight. Yeah. Uh, it it might have just been a style matchup. Um, I I just think this is gonna be a firefight, and and both these guys bring it. I, I was surprised by the line. I thought Roy Val, with kind of what he's done recently, there would have been uh, it would have been closer to a pick'em. Um, I guess there's a little less recency bias than I thought, but uh, I like Roy Val here. I got him for two units of plus one sixty four. I, I just think this is a close fight, and Roy Val he, he brings it, and uh, this is going to be. I don't. He doesn't have to worry that he's going to get laid on and stuff like that. This is just going to be a, a fun scrambly all out war and. and and at plus 164, I had to take a, a decent shot there. Wesley. Yeah, yeah, this is a, a really fun fight. Uh, I, I kind of agree with a, a lot of what John said. Uh, you know, Moreno has come back and, and definitely improved his game and looked, you know, better. Uh, I, I do think his his best win, though, is some, a fight that he actually lost. Um not taking nothing away from the performance because it was a great performance against Formiga, but I, I thought Formiga won that fight as well. Um, but you could you could see the you know the the evolution in, in Moreno's game in that fight. He he definitely looked a whole lot better than in the past. Um, in in this fight, I just think Moreno is usually he's always the aggressor. He gets to fight his fight. He's always putting it on somebody. Um, he can keep the pace that he wants to keep in a fight. And I just don't, that's not going to be the case here. Roy Val is going to be giving him every single thing that he wants. This fight's going to be so fast, so high paced. Uh, I think that favors Roy Val more. Roy Val is so just crazy and frenetic in there. He could catch so many things. Uh, um, subs in play here. Um, and and like Sean said, I, I don't I don't see uh, he's not going to have to worry about Moreno getting him down and laying on top of him on the mat. Uh, Moreno's always working for something on the mat, which gives Roy Val more options um, if it if it does uh, if he does happen to, to be on his on his back in this fight. So yeah, I mean I, I agree. I, I think this should be much more a pickup. Like I, you're pretty much. Um, almost flipping a coin here. I just, I see some more avenues for uh, Roy Val in this fight and at around plus 160, I will absolutely take some of that. I, I'm a Roy Val believer. I think that kid is, is really good. And uh, there's a chance he could be fighting for a title here really soon, which is kind of crazy to say, because he's kind of came out of nowhere, but we've seen the performances already and, and he's good. And I think he's going to get a win here and, and possibly fight for a title. Yeah, I, uh, I I quite like Roy Val in this spot as well. Uh, I actually think that Moreno's best path to winning this is just getting takedowns and sort of laying there and hanging out on top um, because he's usually the guy where if he doesn't like what the striking's Go, uh, the, the striking that's going on, he's able to to take his opponent down, and he he's got a little bit of a grappling advantage there. Uh, if he doesn't want to grapple with his opponent, then usually he's a good enough striker where he's able to to have a little bit of advantage on the feet. Uh, but in this one, 
you're going to have Roy Val coming forward like a wild man, just throwing whatever. Uh, he's going to get hit. Uh, we saw in the, the France fight that he, he'll get tagged by some shit. Uh, he does not have good defense. Uh, but I don't think that Moreno has the power to, to put him away. And, and Roy Val just isn't going to stop. Uh, Moreno does all sorts of weird, like, ducking down in the clinch sort of stuff. Uh, and Roy Val brings knees and just brings all kinds of heat straight up the middle. So uh, I think he can land big stuff there. And if Moreno just re- result, um, sorry, resorts to shooting some takedowns and, and trying to win this through scrambles... Uh, he's very good in scrambles. Like he managed to avoid Formiga being able to just stick on his back and, and backpack him like he is most dudes. Um, but he also has a lot of spots where he gets close to, to getting caught in submissions. Um, I remember back in the, the Askarov fight, that dude was throwing up stuff from his back and that guy's not a submission artist. And he was getting pretty close to, uh, to catching Marino in some subs. So I think if he can, Roy Val's a, a much better submission grappler and a, a bigger submission threat in those scrambles than uh, a guy like Askarov or, or even some of the other guys that Moreno's fought. So I think there's a point in this fight where Moreno is just uncomfortable with what's going on on the feet, uh, shoots a sloppy takedown, and, and I think Roy Val's able to wrap something up. So I have Roy Val at plus 162 in this one. Um, didn't get quite as good a line as, uh, as new Sean on that. Uh, and I know that Lance, God rest his soul. Uh, he likes Roy Val here as well. So in fact, it is Brandon Moreno who is going to get raw dogged because he is going <laughs> against Munich, which had a tremendous <laughs> last week. You know, Louis Smolka. He didn't even want to step in the cage. (laughs) So that fight did not go the distance. Munich is a winner there. Munich's going to be a winner again. We're going to move to 3-15-3 after this week because Munich. Plus 167 right now at BetOnline. There you go. BetOnline giving you some, uh, some good odds to shoot for. Oh, man. Oh, whew. I'm not sure I'm ready for this. No. We're we're going from a tremendous flyweight fight to the Bear Jew himself, the rematch that everybody has been clamoring for with Shogun. Just a, a tremendous, tremendous fight that shows the greatness of the light heavyweight division <laughs> in 2020. We got we got the Bear Jew himself against Shogun. Sean, give me what you got. Man, do you know how sick Lance has to be to, to miss not, a Bear to, Jew podcast. to not preview his own fight? Wow, he's it might be a tough weight cut. We something to think about. Maybe I don't know. maybe based on this knowledge. We're going to see the Bear Jew take the early rounds, gas real hard because of the weight cut, 10-8 for Shogun in the third, draw again. Draw, baby. Fuck it, we'll get a draw again. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I I honestly have no idea what's gonna happen here. Uh, I know the Chicklets loves Shogun in this fight, which which scares me uh, <laughs> away from that. Um, I, honestly, I would probably look at a prop if if I was gonna bet this. I I haven't bet it. I think Shogun by KO was was a pretty nice number. Honestly, Bearju by KO probably wouldn't be a bad thing. I I think he's gonna have a tough time subbing Shogun, and we we know what Shogun's chin is like uh, at this uh, at this point. Yeah, plus seven hundred by uh, Bearju uh, KO. Yeah, that's 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 not bad. Shogun's plus uh, fifty. Yeah, both those are are pretty decent. So, I I. I'm having a trouble even picking a winner. I <laughs> that that first fight was was something else. Uh, I'll I'll pick uh, Bearju to win. Uh, it's going to be very very sad if if he knocks out Shogun and and that's it for Shogun. Wes, I think we're all about to get really really sad, uh, especially me. Um, yeah, I'm 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 one of I'm one of those old fucks. Um I I have very, very good memories of, of watching Shogun at, at three or four o'clock in the morning in his prime and I, I think it's gonna be bad, man. Uh, I I think the guys he he's 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 done, dude. He is done. I've never thought much of the Bear Jew personally. Uh he's cost me some money. Um, I won some money on him in his la- in his last fight, though. That was that was like uh, it came around. Yeah, I, I did, and now I'm like fully on board in in this fight. Um, I, I think the the knockout is a good uh, look, and you if you play him by knockout, you could almost play the other side by not. You could play Shogun by knockout as well. Um, I think it's it's one of those spots to where he does get Shogun clips him with something, man, and um, maybe ends up uh, on his back just kind of throwing some punches until the ref steps in and stops it. Um, I, I I just got got the feeling this is this is not going to be good for Shogun. I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I just I can't see it. And like I said, I've, I've never Bear Judah is good at what he does and everything and. I just never thought he was some great fighter, but um, I mean, Shogun in his prime literally highlight reels this guy, and and we're seeing it on Sports Center top ten if it was today, but it's not. Shogun is like thirty eight, but he is legitimately seventy five in five years. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't think anything is is gonna be good here. Uh, I'm gonna sprinkle on on Bearju by KO and. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put some on fight doesn't go decision as well and hope for a Shogun KO. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird one because, <laughs> like, normally you want somebody like if you're if you're cheering for the Bear Jew, you want somebody to take him down because um, most dudes at light heavyweight he can probably triangle. Uh, Honestly, I, I don't think he can sub Shogun. Uh, I, I think Shogun's good enough that he can avoid that stuff. So there is an outside possibility that we see 15 minutes of outside trips 
and failed triangle attempts. Um, that that is a legitimate possibility in this fight. I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. Uh, but more likely, I, I think there's some sloppy exchanges. And one of these, you know, this is like the MMA equivalent of Trump and Biden debating. These are two <laughs> 79-year-old mushbrain motherfuckers just going so throwing shit. Uh, yep. <laughs> Somebody's going to land something. Uh, Shogun does not have a lot of durability left. Bear Jew has been knocked out a few times. I, I feel like Bear Jew, even though he's not as good an athlete in his prime, has more athleticism left in the tank than uh, Noni oh, Shogun. Um, so I, I got to go with Bear Jew here. But man, this this one makes me sad. Makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah, my boy. We saw just over a month ago, (laughs) one month yesterday, in fact, we saw Mook. (laughs) Saturday night, we see Mook again, and she's up against Cynthia Calvillo. Um, I, I don't have any opinion on Cynthia Calvillo, but Mook and Mook again. So you, you got that going for you. Sean, what you got here? I'm getting a beer. Good call. Um, I like Calvillo here. Nothing big. Um, I think she can get takedowns. Mook again has been taken down a lot against wrestlers that really aren't as good as Calvillo. Um, Calvillo has looked looked decent against Jessica I uh, in her uh, first fight at this weight class. I think the the second time out she'll be even better. Um, Mook again is, I mean she she had her fucking liver almost ripped out of her body a month ago. I think Calvia was just going to be able to throw more volume, mix in takedowns, and win a very, very boring, probably 29-28 or even a 30-27 uh, decision. Uh, I put Calvillo in that chalk-ass parlay with Rodriguez, minus 108 for one unit. Wes? Yeah, ugly. <sighs> well, Sean. Am I going to get mooked? You're about, you're about you're about to be you're about to be mooped again. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm I made so much money against her last time out. Um, this this ain't this ain't that <laughs> like at all. This, Cynthia Calvillo is not that. She ain't gonna have to worry about her getting her liver snatched out this fight. That's for fucking sure. Calvillo's gonna need to get this to the mat. I mean, straight up, she's gotta have this on the mat. Um, Mook again has some okay takedown defense, man, and um, she's gonna comparatively. Come on, we're talking about women's fighting. I mean, she got taken down by Jennifer Maya uh, three times by Calderwood. Title challenger Jennifer Maya. I mean, we're talking we're talking about Calvillo here. Uh, that, I mean, but but anyways, like if if Mook again keeps this at some range, she is literally gonna piece her up for fifteen minutes. Um, 
I could see Calvillo maybe getting a takedown or two. Like that might lose her around. Like if she gets taken down, that that might lose her around. But I think she keeps the distance here. I think she she keeps this on the feet, and I think she gets a very fucking boring ass decision. Uh, just kind of picking her apart on the outside. So yeah, I'm I'm taking some dog money on, on the move here. I'm with Wes. Um, man, this is plus two hundred. Like this close of a fight, plus two hundred. Like that—that's what it is. Um, I got plus two twenty here. Uh, I just see this is the same fighter that was even money against Jessica Andrade. Yeah, but we know that was absolutely fucking dumb. We know that's a, a terrible line, but if Andrade fought Calvillo, what's the line going to be? Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and Andrade is a, a 115er who moved up to 125, but she's actually uh, strong enough to be a, a 125. We, we've seen her fight at 135 and toss chicks around at that weight. Calvillo came up from 115 to 125, and, and she got some takedowns against Jessica I. Like, here we go, evil. Ooh, ooh. Um, I, I don't think Calvillo is actually a flyweight, uh, and, and I think there's going to be a pretty massive size discrepancy. Uh, and even if she does get taken down, she was able to stand up pretty easily uh, against Andrade in that fight. It's just that you know, her insides got liquefied when, when she stood up in that one. That, that's not a danger here. So uh, I think we're we're bordering on 15-minute hup-hup-hup territory. Yes, we are, baby. Oh. <laughs> uh, where she's just dancing around, uh, playing tennis, and, uh, you know, Calvillo's out there doing whatever the hell Calvillo does. But, yeah, I, I don't see Calvillo being able to land clean takedowns, hold her down. If they get in the clinch, I think that Mook's going to be stronger there. Um, so, yeah, I, I had to take some plus 220 here. I, I think it's a, a huge overcorrection uh, based on what we saw last time. Oh, Mook. You've been muked. <laughs> you got uh, Mook, Toby. I did get minus 210 on Calvillo. It's not like I was laying minus 270, but still. One... One unit on the MOOC plus 220. Again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welterweight division. We got the idiot Mike Perry. 2%. 2% Mike Perry. Um, against Tim. I've been punched in the head so many times, I don't know what it means. <laughs> huh? oh, that's awesome. Uh, I, I loved him. Means as a fighter, uh, I bet him a decent amount. Um, he just gets hit way too much, and he just loves giving away fights. I think Mike Perry he gets overlooked. His skills get overlooked because of how much of an idiot he is, and it's also just like they correlate. He's an idiot, so he must just throw haze and have no skills. He actually has some skills. He's got he decent takedown defense. Uh, his cardio is okay. He can sure as hell take a punch. Uh, 
and he, he seems to you know throw a, a, a good amount of strikes and and is able to do well against pretty decent fighters. Uh, I was surprised by this line just because what we've seen from from Tim Means lately. I know he did get that win last time out, but that's against a not very good fighter. Um, Mike Perry does have a lot of shit going on in his life. Uh, he might be in anger management forced by the UFC. Who fucking knows? Who cares? He's he's oh, not bad. a guy that... He's a cage fighter. He's in his element. When <laughs> yeah. shit is absolutely fucking going bonkers in his life, that is the element. That's his pocket. That's where he thrives. And I think he's going to thrive here. I think he might actually knock out Tim Means. Uh, I, I know he hasn't got that many knockouts recently, but Tim Means can definitely be hit. Uh, I think Mike Perry's power was a little overrated kind of coming into the UFC, but he still has a decent amount of power, and, and like I said, he means likes to get hit. So uh, I like, obviously, I, I like uh, Perry here. I got minus 138. I have three units on him. I think he is going to put in work. Wes? Look, look, Mike, Mike Perry you know, was that idiot that just stood in the pocket and threw haze and didn't give a fuck. That's, that's actually not that, that's not just him anymore. Like that dude has in, improved a lot. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't even know necessarily that his power was overrated, that he just started fighting like really good fighters. They can take yep. a punch, you know what I'm saying? And you have to improve your skills from that point. And he has like, um, I, I love him in this fight. I think we're going to see that that power again in this fight because he's fighting a 36, 37-year-old dude that's chinny as fuck now that gets hurt in every single fight. Like, that dude gets hurt by everybody. Now, like, Mike Perry, he's he takes punches. That's the bad thing about Tim Means at this point is that his gets him into firefights and he's usually so good, he's just the better striker that can take that punch. He, he used to win a lot of – that dude's going to get knocked the fuck out by Mike Perry. I love Mike Perry in this fight. Uh, I got him, I think, around minus 140-something there. Um, I got him to win a couple units. Um, and I'm, I'm sprinkling on Perry by KO. I, I think he gets means out there. I think it's going to be ugly for Tim Means. Yeah, this is the uh, the rare fight where I just looked at the money line and I didn't even bother looking at any props um, because I, I think Sean said it right that people think that Mike Perry, because he's an idiot outside of the cage, is an idiot inside of the cage. But, you know, he's, he's actually developed. Uh, he fights the way he should fight. And he changes it up for, for different styles. Um, he does have better wrestling and grappling than you think he does, um, just because he is such a dummy. Um, and then he does have, doesn't have great power. I don't think he's got uh, the, the power that we thought after like the, the Hyung Yu Lim fight or like his early fights in the UFC. But he's got decent enough power. And Tim Means, his defense is just non-existent at this point. Uh, anybody who's willing to throw punches against him is going to land against him. And Perry is going to be able to stay in the pocket. He's going to be able to stay calm. 
and he's going to throw back. Uh, even if Means starts to try and throw some combinations and, and starts to try and get some volume on him, uh, I, I think the Perry is going to be able to, to answer back. If he does get into trouble on the feet for any reason, uh, I think he can get takedowns in this fight and, and win from top position too. So uh, I just think there's a lot of ways for Mike Perry to win this fight. So I also uh, snapped up that or snatched up that uh, minus 138 line that uh, 365 had for a while. And this is my biggest bet since I, I came back to uh, to betting MMA. I got, I got four oh. units on, on Mike Perry. Uh, that that this... wasn't a white power stat. My bad. <laughs> I swear, it was not a white power stat. It's the exact opposite. It's the 2% power sign. <laughs> Um, Mike Perry is this week's consensus bet of the week. Uh, yeah, we we got in there early. Um, there's still like minus 150 and stuff hanging around. It's I'll, play it straight. I'll play that. Yeah, yeah I, I still think you can lay it. So Mike Perry, consensus bet of the week. And, uh, and we'll see you on the other side. Finally, well, not finally, but there's... We're moving up to the title fight portion of the card. Um, there's two flyweight title fights. And then I think the winners should fight each other uh, to determine the real flyweight champion. But first, we have non-shitty Shevchenko <laughs> taking on not Damian Maya. Sean? Yeah, I, I don't think there's much to be said here. Shevchenko is going to smash. Uh, I don't know if she gets a sub or if she gets a KO. I do think she gets a finish. I grabbed minus 160 for a unit. Uh, if she doesn't finish, I think they sh- it should be in the rules that you just have to get rid of the division. If you can't finish <laughs> the person you're fighting when you're a minus, what, 13, 14, 1500 favorite the division gets cut off. So it's riding on her. Hopefully she gets a finish so that uh, she can continue fighting in her weight class. If not, we, we move on. Counterpoint. If she does get a finish, we should also cancel the division. We can do that too. Yeah. We can do that too. Yeah. Wes, what do you got here? Yeah. That's is chef Chico. Is she going to end this or not? And, um, I, I'm gonna probably put her ending it in a in a small parlay. Um, that's all you can do with this fight. It's it's gonna be one way traffic. Will she get her out of there? It's the only question. Yep. Um, so earlier I said that I had Joaquin Buckley parlayed with something later on the card. The other leg of that is the over one and a half here. Uh, I got it at around minus two fifty. Um, not sure where it's at right now. Uh, probably around the same because that was yesterday. I think that I picked that up. Two and uh, a half is minus one thirty-five. Two and a half. Uh, I took one and a half. Oh, uh, I, I think by two and a half she might get her out of there. Uh, but Shevchenko always takes her time. Um, she's one of those fighters that like gets her range and does all sorts of nothing in the first round of fights. And Maya's not somebody that's crazy and is going to just like rush in and try and get herself knocked out. Um, 
So I, I, I think this is going to go at least seven and a half minutes. So I've got uh, over one and a half here parlayed with Buckley. Uh, I think this is just easy, easy, easy work for Shevchenko. Um, yeah, eventually maybe they'll find her a fight. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, she'll fight Nunes. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only person she can fight. That's the only one, really. Um, yeah, it's, it's guys, just just stop it. Get some help. <laughs> yeah, into this experiment. It's it's not good. Michael Jordan gif. <laughs> stop it. Get some help. That's right. Main event. This one could be a little bit of one-way traffic as well, but uh, I, I have a feeling this is going to be a lot more fun than the co-main event. We've got Duas de Guerra, which I think means God of War in Portuguese. Um, Fuck yeah. Worldly man. Uh, I, can, I can pick these things up. Um, against Alex Perez, who uh, probably friends with Tito, because he trains with Colin Oyama. Um, so, uh, maybe, maybe he's gotten in on the Huntington Beach City Council. That's City Councilman Ortiz to you, Brad. Oh, man. Uh, where, they, where they go one, they go all. That's, that's for fucking sure. Do you think we can get like a Tito Ortiz cameo for the show? Because that would be awesome. I mean, I'm sure he's on cameo. We could get him to say some stupid shit. Yeah, we can. Yeah, uh, you, you could give, you could have it written out. Him reading it, he'd still fucking just. Yeah, fuck but that's him what we up. want. That's, that's what we want. That's, we want to write Tito. down something and him completely fuck it up. Absolutely, <laughs> he'll Tito it up. <laughs> Sean, what do you got here? Yeah, this is going to be a, an awesome fight for however long it lasts. Uh, Figueredo has obscene power for a 125er. Um, we've seen Perez get hit and get knocked out in that Benavidez fight. Uh, I think Figueredo's going to be able to do that and more. Um, we'll see if Perez can have su- some success getting getting uh, Figueredo, Figueredo down. Um Juicy was was able to to get him down uh, a couple times, but I, I think that's just a different guy. Formiga is is just a better guy at controlling somebody once they get down. I, I think uh, Figueredo's just gonna if if he does get taken down, he's gonna be able to get up pretty quickly, and then it it gets scary again on the feet. Um, minus three hundred is is a bit high, but I, I did put that with, uh, with RDA last week, uh, for a unit, uh, at plus one Oh eight. I'm not really putting more money into it. Even Figueredo inside is like minus two something. <laughs> Everybody expects him to, to knock this guy out. Uh, I do think it happens. Uh, I, I Figueredo's awesome. Uh, hopefully he makes weight and nothing, uh, dumb happens there. Uh, if it doesn't, I mean, just fight anyway. Who gives a shit? Uh, nobody really cares about, well, the UFC doesn't care about flyweights, so who cares if there's a belt or not? This is going to be an awesome fight. Wes? Yeah, well, Perez can still fight for a belt if he makes it. Uh, yeah. Figueroa doesn't, but, um, man, I, I don't know. 
Figueredo, yes, should should win this fight. Um, I I just think this line's a little off, man. I think Perez is a is a different fighter than that guy that got stopped by Benavidez. Um, the question is just has he has he improved that much to where he can hang with Figueredo for? It's probably going to end before twenty five minutes. Um, I, I kind of like the over more than anything. It's getting a little juicy, but. Uh, one and a half rounds. Like I, I don't see Perez finishing uh, Figueredo in, in, a, in a round and a half. Figueredo's really, really tough. Uh, those those Perez Perez leg kicks uh, against Juicy. Uh, he should use them in this fight. Uh, I just I don't see something like that stopping Figueredo. And I, I'm Figueredo's got some power, man. But uh, Perez's stand up has gotten really good. I just. I don't think he's going to get caught with something big to get knocked out um, in the first round. And if it gets out of the first, we know how things always tend to slow down a tiny bit. So kind of like the over more than anything. Um, Man, I want to bet Perez here. I really do. Um, I just think the line's a little off, man. I think Perez, he's just not getting the respect in this fight that I I think he deserves. I do think Figueredo's the the better guy at this point. This might be a, a little too soon for Perez. That's, that's what's holding me back. Uh, I think if maybe this was a year from now, Perez had a couple more fights. It's just what do you really give him? He's almost got a fight for a, a title at this point. Um, I, I haven't bet it, man, but I'm really tempted to bet uh, Perez here. And if a bunch of Figueredo like parlay money comes in, on fight night, when people start chasing and shit, this line goes up to 300 or something like that. I'm betting Perez. I just, I think the line's a little off. Uh, but Figueredo should, should probably win. I, I'm going to, I'm going to bet, I'm betting the over though. I'm going to put that with something. The line really hasn't moved much since it opened. You know, uh, it's, it's like eight. minus 280, minus that's 300, why, right around there. Yeah, that's why I'm like, it's right on the line. I just, if I see a plus 300, man, I'm jumping. Uh, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You've got the uh, the over one and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just looking because a lot of places have like multiple different overs going on now. So like over two and a half is plus one twenty five. Uh, not... I could see something like that happening as well. Yeah. Um, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I'm I'm not sure I'm as high on Perez as you are. Uh, I think that offensively he's pretty good, but if Figueredo is able to to shut down that calf kick, um, and you know I fucking hate calf kicks, uh, <laughs> so I, I'm hoping that he can, and I I think he can because we've seen it against a bunch of guys in the past, um, like his Eric Shelton fight and his Delarosa fight and stuff like that. Uh, he landed some of those, but they didn't do anything to those guys. They didn't slow them down at all. So uh, I think the the Formiga fight was more the the exception to the rule than the way we'll actually see Perez use that stuff going forward. Uh, and I really think that that's his biggest weapon here because he's kind of slow for a flyweight. Um, it, he we saw it in the Benavides fight quite a bit where he would throw something Benavides would just sort of cover up and absorb it. And then on the way back, Benavides would be able to land like two or three shots uh, before Perez could, could really get. Um, 
them. Uh, and, and that kind of worries me when you're facing a dude like like Figueredo because he's going to throw those shots and they're going to have a whole lot more on them than Benavidez's shots did. Uh, and Benavidez's shots hurt Perez uh, and eventually resulted in that finish. So uh, I definitely think that Figueredo wins. Um, I think that Perez's best thing to do here is go for takedowns. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be able to control position because Figueroa is pretty good at getting back to his feet, but I, I think he can start to slow Figueroa down if he's just able to to keep forcing takedowns and forcing takedowns and forcing, forcing takedowns. Uh, I just don't think that he's going to be able to do that for 25 minutes. So I, I think we're going to get a competitive round or two um, where, where Perez is able to hang around but at some point, he's just going to get landed on by, by Figueredo. And from what I've seen from him this far, uh, thus far in his career, I, I don't think that he's going to be able to withstand that. Uh, so eventually there's going to be a submission, uh, sorry, uh, a finish. Uh, and I, I could see it being a, a submission uh, just because Perez is good on top. But once somebody gets on top of him and, and starts landing some stuff, he, he leaves a lot of openings there. Uh, and I could see Figueredo wrapping up like an arm triangle or something, the the old Nova Uniao special uh, <laughs> on, on Perez in this one. But I like Figueredo. I don't really have any bets on this fight. Um, maybe come fight night um, after I, I've cashed some, some Mook again and uh, some Mike Perry and stuff like that. So I'll throw a little bit on this fight, but uh, nothing Sub- big. I'm, I'm just going to enjoy this one. Submitch plus 500. Not bad. Not bad at all. I like it to go a little bit more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't hate that because even if Perez has success with those leg kicks and, and starts to hobble Figueredo, it's not like Figueredo's going to fall over and he's going to yeah. finish him. Um, he's going to have to get on top and, and try and do some work uh, and still have to watch out for some shots, so... Yeah, I, I don't hate that. Over one and a half is like minus one sixty-five uh, right now. Over two and a half, plus one twenty-five. So um, I, I think both of those are in play. But that does it for UFC two fifty-five. Not a bad. We got, bad. We got some census on Mike Perry. We got some Munich on Roy Val, the Raw Dog. Got some disagreement uh, on Mooks. Yeah, that's right. We got some again. Some, Agreements on, well, not the shitty other flyweight championship fights. Um, some Bear Jew and Shogun. There, oh. There's going to be some mocking people on the fight or uh, on, the, on the pod next week based on what happens. Beautiful. And, and, and then, he, of course, we have Wes's favorite fighter next weekend. <laughs> the Beast. The Beast is oh, back. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I don't even. I don't even. I, I blocked that out of my mind. Who's he? Who's he fighting again? Oh, yeah. Blades, baby. Lance is gonna fucking break his top five rule. Yeah, he is. He, top he is. Five. 
he tries to use the same, but then breaks it whenever it, whenever it's convenient, Lance. We see you yep. break it. Uh, I, what's going to happen is I'm going to have a big, massive parlay that caches with fucking blades, and he's going to be beating the shit out of this dude for fucking like 20 minutes, and then Derek Lewis is going to knock him out, and I'm going to fucking lose all kinds of money with you. Hey, at least you know with Derek Lewis, you've always got a chance to hit the live line. Yeah. Hit the lotto is what yep. you got. You do. But yeah, there's there's some decent stuff on that card next week. We got uh, Moicano and and Fizzy Pop is a decent fight. That's, that's good. Caramel yeah. Thunder. Caramel Macchiato is going off on that oh, one. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're gonna we're, the, we're just gonna be like laughing at the nicknames next week. That's man ass. We got the the ginger fucking steroid guy. Yeah, was, <laughs> oh, Spike. Spikes back. <laughs> then we got, then we got, we got maybe like one of the, the better looking women. And then maybe I don't want to, I don't want to be mean, but holy shit, that's Ostevich like is an underdog to Gene. That is a contrast in in styles. We'll just put it, yeah, we'll put it that way. Yeah, you, hey, you're right though. Plus money against Gina Malzani? Come on, bro. I will <laughs> not have any money near that. I will absolutely. I'll, absolutely, I'll, absolutely. I'm taking plus money against uh, Gina Malzani all day long. So there you have it. A um, little preview of next There's week. A, yeah. Um, yeah. But that's going to do it for the MMA analysis this week. I think we did a pretty good job. In everyone's absence, we'll see what happens next week. Steve giving out the soccer bets. Uh, apparently, bet Everton minus one fifteen. Max bet season on Everton. That's right. Seventy four units on Everton. Um, so he's going to win seventy four units on that one bet and go count. <laughs> <laughs> baby, uh, we are out. <laughs>